This is Rich Poland. And this is Stacey Hamm. And here is your weekly installment of Ticket to Rider, the Rider Cup podcast, the one and only podcast brought to you by outsider golf nerds about everything Ryder Cup and everything regarding international competitions in the world of professional and amateur golf. And uh, we're going to have our professional equipment, I think, coming for next week. So I, I think you guys, I think, so. I think you guys will, will notice a change in the quality of the audio. Yep, the audio will be good, and we'll be able to like work out every good thing with you, everyone, and let them know what's going on in the world of golf. Well, happy Martin Luther King uh, weekend to you as well. Um, I mean, both of us are old enough to remember when this was not a holiday. Yeah, I mean. Yes, and it hasn't been a holiday very long for most people, and some people still don't get it off. So, but I, I think it should be a national holiday. Everyone should have a day off, celebrate I, a little bit. I remember, I remember growing up in Virginia. Uh, governor Wilder was not a governor at the time; he was, he was in the oh, state yeah. assembly trying to get MLK uh, Day recognized as a holiday, and all the opposition he got from uh, from the Republican Party in in, in Virginia. Amazing. 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 You know, I was just listening to some of the MLK speeches today, and, you know, he was talking about if you change the attitude of a man, you can change the heart of a man, right? And, you know, you still think about this 1963, their Voting Rights Act, and all of a sudden, Philip Buster, we're still, so many years later, we're still talking about the same things. It's amazing, right? You know what's amazing is is that back in those days, it was the Democrats who were against you know how much our country has changed in fifty years. Back in those days, it was the it was the Democrats who were like, you know, racist Southerners and and yeah. and and you know, and then at some point it changed, and and the Republicans were the ones who were opposing things. I, I I'm not political. I'm a moderate. For anybody who's out there, I'm not I'm not, you know, espousing one party over the other. But uh, it's pretty funny how all of that has just kind of flipped over the course of our lifetime. It really is quite uh, odd how it has changed. But, you know, just get something. We need these politicians, the people that we vote in office, they need to, like, step up to the plate and, and make changes good for everyone in this country, not just one party or another. We could do without parties. We just need to make sure people in this country, less fortunate people are, are taken care of and things are good for everyone to have a great life. So, Well, I think I think the voting rights is the main thing. I, I You know, I don't know about you. Here, here's my thought. People who are not citizens of this country should not be voting. Everybody who's a citizen of this country should have the right and an easy access to voting. I agree with you. I totally agree with you on every every point you made there. Yes, if you're not illegal, if you're not a legal citizen, you should not have. You should not a citizen of the country. You should not be able to vote, and that's the way it has always been, and it should always be right. Correct. Just make it fair for everybody who's a citizen of this country to vote, where they're not standing in lines for five hours to vote. 
Do you think, do you think, so, so one of the things Bernie Sanders was running on was that people in jail, prisoners should have the right to vote. I don't think you should have the right to vote if you're a prisoner. I, I, think, I don't think so. Either. I think you're giving but, up your right. You but know? I think as soon as you get out, you should be able to vote. I, I just oh, think. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But, but if I you're agree. in jail, I don't think you should vote if you're in jail. No, I don't think so either. I think you should not be voting. But once you get out, everyone should have the right to vote because you become an only citizen again. You're a citizen literally again. Well, you're always a citizen, but you become, you, I mean, you're not in jail, right? We're not taking care of you. So you have the right to go out and make a living and all those things. So I, I totally agree with you. So the other great thing about this weekend, Stacy, is it was super wild card weekend. We got for the first time six NFL games this weekend. And before we get to the golf, um, what a weekend it was. Not a lot of great games, though. Um, but but uh, for me, I celebrate every year. Uh, I celebrate three days in sports, three losing days in sports. I celebrate the day that the Yankees aren't going to win the World Series. I celebrate the day that John Calipari is not going to win a national championship. Yes. And I celebrate the day that the Dallas Cowboys have to go home. And they went home whining and crying for no reason. I, they have no one to blame but themselves. Yeah, give the freaking ball to the umpire. Every official has to touch the ball before it's caught and start. Give the, fish, give the, ball, the official the ball before the play can start. He, he should know that. All they have to do is turn around and throw the ball to the official, right? Well, he should have just, just you know, at the 30-yard line, he should, have, he should have stopped. He would have saved a couple seconds, and they could have at least had a Hail Mary. That, that team had 14 penalties. You don't deserve to win if you have 14 accepted penalties. Yeah, it's some Mike McCarthy team, huh? Uh, you know Not what? Organized and committing lots of penalties. I, I kind of, for, for a Dallas Cowboy, I had a lot of respect for Dak Prescott. I, I liked the way he stood up for mental illness. He was not a stand-up guy yesterday. He blamed the officials and blamed this and blamed that. You know, Amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, the officiating has been terrible in some of these uh you know, in some of these games, and I guess what's the official, the guy that's always up to the, the black official, Jerome or whatever his name, their staff yeah. is not even going to be allowed to do any more games the rest of the, the playoffs because they were so bad in those games. Oh, really? They call that Joe Burrow. The, 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 the whistle sounded, and Joe Burrow like, threw the pass, and then they and they made a, and it was a touchdown. It's amazing. Yeah, that was a good game, though. That was, that that was, was a great, that was a good game. You know, you know, Who knows the Cincinnati for winning? I won a game in what thirty some years, thirty one yeah. years, or thirty years. Yeah. You know, you know what they, you, you know what they call Jerome Bogart. What do they call? Him? They call him the ladies' man because he, he sounds just like Tim Meadows. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Call him the ladies' man. Yeah, he's muscular too. These days, he ended up being a real, real buff. I mean, guess that's what they do, huh? I'm sure he has a real job. Was he an attorney or something? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, those guys all have real jobs. Uh, real jobs, you know, really great jobs at careers, actually. But uh, you know that was a good game, and the and the and the San Francisco Dallas game at least came down to the wire. But all the other games were were kind of blowouts. Yeah, that Buffalo game. I'm looking forward to Buffalo and Kansas City. That's going to be a good game. Oh yeah. I think Kansas. City, I think Buffalo might win this game this year for some odd reason. That Josh Allen's amazing. He was amazing the other night. Well, all, all, all of our followers out there, if you want to wish Stacy a happy birthday, next weekend you're going to be in Vail skiing. So. Yep. My birthday is January 22nd. Come right around the corner. Right. Oh, boy. Right Another around. Another one bites the dust, Rich. <laughs> well, we had a good weekend this weekend. My son was in town from Seattle, so we had the best pizza in Portland at Oven and... Well, one of the best pizzas in Portland at Oven and Shaker. 
and uh, had a nice night on Saturday night. So yes, thank you. it was fantastic. Yeah, um, really fantastic night on Saturday. Saturday. So I'm glad I got to see Sanders and hang out with you. It was fantastic. And I got to see Osmo, by the way. I got I to see Osmo, who you could hear scratching in the in the background. Okay, <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, really, it was a. It was a. Uh, it was a good tournament this week, Stacey. I, the field was not maybe, you know, a premier field. Uh, and, and you might say if you'd look at the field before the event that the guy who probably would have been the favorite in the tournament won. But, but boy, did he have to play well down the stretch to win that tournament. Boy, he really had to play well. I mean, and go into a play. I mean, that shot on the 72nd hole was amazing. It really was. What an amazing shot. Uh, well, and, it, and, oh. his, and his uh, shot uh, in... Uh, in the first playoff hole, I mean, he almost double eagled that that sucker. He really did. That was an amazing shot. I mean, that was an amazing shot. I mean, the seven second hole was okay because he ended up burning it, but that was an amazing shot in the playoff. You're right. What an amazing. Well, it's it's a president's it's a president's cup year, and so far in this president's cup year, man, the internationals are just are just lighting it up. I know all these guys are playing well. Even the the Canadian Spinson Simpson played well. You know, Corey Connors. All these guys are playing so well. It's going to be a really good year. I mean, two two of the uh, international guys have won the first two tournaments of the year. Yeah, and well, not to mention Sanjay M's already won this year. Boy, what a what a great year so far! I think it's going to be a really competitive tournament. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, let's let's break this down. Uh, you know, you, you, you know, this is not the first tournament that Russell Henley has lost. Although, you know, down the stretch, although you can't say. I mean, he did shoot a sixty-five on Sunday. It's not like it's not like he shot a seventy-three. But he shot twenty-nine on the front side. And then, yeah, he had a, he had a poor back nine. Um, yeah. And he just he couldn't put the ball in the fairway at 18. 18 was a very reachable par five. And uh, it's very a, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised he didn't hit. I mean, you know, the first time he hit the first shot, first time up the tee, he, in the 72nd hole, he hits a fairway with three wood, and he three goes wood. into the trap. I'm surprised he wouldn't just hit driver and try to carry the trap on the left hand side down there. I mean, it's a fade. And if he's hitting his drive, his three fairway with that far, I think he'd just hit driver and carry the trap, and he'd be right in the middle of the fairway, probably. I mean, it's a shame, you know. Russell Henley wins this tournament, and, and you know, he at least enters his name in the conversation for bigger things down the road. Yeah, I mean, it was an important win for Russell Henley because I, I don't think he's in in the Masters. I don't think he's in any of those big tournaments. So it's been a like three year two year exemption, and then you get in all those tournaments. So you're right. It was, it's a it's, that was a tough loss for him. Well, uh, let's see. Who else? Well, our old friend Kevin Kisner, always somebody who gets Ryder Cup and President's Cup consideration, had a good week. He finished tied third with, with Seamus Power, who's, you know, Seamus Power's name, you know, you, you think of him as a journeyman because he's not a young kid, but his, you know, he's won a tournament now and, and his name keeps coming up. Yeah, it really does, huh? I mean, he, yeah, he, he played well. He's played well both weekends so far. So he's probably going to have a chance to win couple tournaments this year on the PGA Tour. So then, uh, so Seamus Power and Kevin Kisner are tied, are tied third. Uh, Michael Thompson, who looked like Grizzly Adams. Michael Thompson, that was a hell of a beard he's grown. Ah, that's a big beard. That's a huge beard, isn't it? Now, Michael Thompson is not one of the, one of the golfing Thompsons. He's not, is it Nicholas Thompson, who's brothers with Lexi Thompson? Yeah, I think so. I think he's the one, yeah. Uh, Michael Thompson, along with Lucas Glover, who used to have the big beard, uh, tied fifth. K- 
Keith Mitchell, who Rory McIlroy says is a really good golfer, so I guess I'll take yeah. his word for it. Yeah, Keith Mitchell's a good golfer, too. Yeah, he really is. Uh, tied seventh with Russell mm-hmm. Knox, uh, the Cooch, and uh, Adam Svensson. Yeah, great, right? I mean, really good good leaderboard, good finishing, good finishers, good winner. Man, what a season. There's Started a, off well. So, so not a lot of the big names played in this tournament, but some, some former Ryder Cuppers. Keegan Bradley finished tied 12th. Um, Hal Tung Lee, who was on a President's Cup team and then kind of disappeared, he played well this week. It's good to see him playing well. Yes, really, he did play well. It is encouraging. It's, it's good that nobody in the Chinese Communist Party tried to have sexual favors with him, and then he, and then he said he had it and he had to disappear. I, I know, right? <laughs> it will be the wife of the president. The, the wife uh, of the president. President, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Christian Bazudenhoit had a good tournament. That yeah, is tied seventeen. Yep. Eric von Royen. But the internationals—they have such depth in the internationals right now. Are those two guys on the team? Bazudenhoit is in position, and von Royen is in position. Royen's on the team, right? Well, they're in position right now. Okay. Um, let's see, Mark Leishman tied 36, Billy Horschel tied 36, uh, Stuart Sink tied 36, our old captain Jim Furyk shot 62 the first day and then just kind of faded faded back as 50-something guys often do. And tied 36, you have to realize those, are, those guys still went low, that's the thing, right? Well, that's still 11 under par. Yeah. Uh, interesting... Uh, Webb Simpson tied 61st. We didn't we didn't mention Webb Simpson in slump or dumb or done last year, but Webb is not playing well. Yeah, he's not playing well, huh? I wonder what's going on with him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll I mean, he, it's been a couple years he hasn't played that well. I mean, he played okay last year, right? A couple tournaments. Played okay, but yeah. uh, he really hasn't, you know, since winning the players a couple years ago, it hasn't you know, he just hasn't had as much success. Some 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 guys who you who you wouldn't necessarily think would miss the cut missed the cut. Uh, Sanjay M missed the cut. Matt Jones coming off a great performance at the Tournament of Champions, and Cameron Smith coming off a win at the Tournament of Champions. Those guys all missed the cut. Wow, I'm surprised Cam Smith. He wow, he missed the cut, huh? Well, it just goes to show you how hard this game is. It's a very difficult game. You could be 34 under one week, and then next week you don't even make the cut. And the, what was the cut line on this tournament? Um, cut line was five under par made the cut. Wow. And Cam Smith didn't even get five under par. Wow, interesting. Yeah, he must Cam, have a shitty week. Cam Smith had a bad first day, and then, uh, let me just see. I think he, I think he had a... Yeah, no, he had a good for he was three under the first day, one over the second day. Wow, he just missed about a couple strokes, huh? Three yeah. strokes. Yeah. So, so next next week, next week the Pete well, next week a bunch of tours started. The Corn Ferry started out, I think today, an, a, like a weekday tournament in, in Bermuda or Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And uh, I think the Champions Tour starts next week. And so do the uh so the LPGA starts next week in Florida. So the golf is in full swing next and, week. Uh, next week, uh, they're at La Quinta. La Quinta, yeah, the American Express tournament. I mean, it's going to be, a, there's a good feel, right? You got John Rahm in the field, it feels in the field, I think. Uh, Matthew Wolf, you have a lot of good players in the field. Sun J.M., Corey Connors, 
you know, a lot of really good players. Jester Rose is in the field next week. A lot of good players in the field next week. Well, that's good. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? And I, and Tony, I think Tony Finau's uh, in the field. Tony, yeah. I think the tournament is not – I don't think they're – I think they finish up on the stadium course, which is a hard course. So they play some good courses, and they, they finish on a really tough course. So there's a lot of good players this, year, this week in the field. Well, good. What other notables are there? Uh, Ricky Fowler's playing this week. Ricky Fowler's playing. Sergio's not playing next week? Patrick Cantley. Sergio just I, – I just saw a tweet of him uh, riding bikes with his daughter. Oh, Okay. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, Scotty Scheffler, Abraham Answer, uh, Cameron Champ's back he, over his like ninth COVID COVID diagnosis. He's a Texan man. That's good though. That's a it's a good feel. It's wow. a better field than the Sony had. That's a better. I mean, it's interesting that. I mean, but you know what? What's coming up in the next couple tournaments? Because then you have the Sant, you have the Farmers. Uh, then where do you go? Probably that you have the. What do you Beach. go after that? Pebble Arizona. Be- Pebble Beach, then Arizona, right? In Arizona, yeah. And then yeah, you go Riviera. back to LA, right? Yeah, then they yeah, have Yeah. So good tournament. So guys are going to play. I would assume guys are going to. John Rahm's probably going to play, what, three in a row? Yeah, John Rahm likes play. the California. He likes the uh, the California stretch. Yeah, I would assume he'll play, what, this tournament? He'll play Farmers. He'll play um, the tournament in. I would assume he'll play the tournament in, uh, at, in Phoenix, right? Oh, yeah, he plays Phoenix all the time. Yeah, so I would assume he played the next three tournaments. So, far, so it'll, be, it'll be Farmers and then and then Pebble Beach. Oh, Pebble, and okay. And then Phoenix. Then Phoenix, And then yeah. Riviera, and then they go to Florida. So I'm sure Rom will play this tournament and Farmers. Maybe he'll take Pebble Beach off. Then he'll play two tournaments. He'll play Riz and then play... Uh, the tournament in the desert, I would assume. Yeah, well, Phoenix, we, yeah. We know Ricky Fowler's playing the Farmers. We yeah, uh, Farmers. Bump it up, bump, 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 bump. Yeah. Tiger's not playing anytime soon or no? You know what? I don't I don't think we'll see him until the Masters, but uh, if he was going to play, he'd probably play Riviera. He loves Riviera. Right. You think he can walk it? I don't know. Not yet. But he's. Uh, you know what? He will. Yeah. At some point. I, mean, I bet he could walk Tory probably. I mean, it's a long course, but it's not as, it's not as hilly as... Uh, of the Riviera, so you think you want to come back to Riviera after having the accident there, right? Like a year later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna do the uh, the ratings this week. We did them last week, and nothing's gonna change very much. Uh, yeah. It's still so early in the year. I mean, we still have five majors, or you know, four majors and the players to go. So we'll do yeah. that next week. We'll 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 do over, we'll go over the standings next week. Um, after uh, after uh, the desert, so yeah, I think that's yeah. I thought what we were gonna well you 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 were in charge today. What are we gonna do today? So you know uh, we were thinking. Now that we're having dinner the night, we're kicking around a couple ideas. And idea is like we want to go ahead and make our predictions for uh, the players. Well, we'll make our predictions for all the majors and the players. We'll make our prediction for the uh, what, who we think. Or I'll ask Rich, or Rich can ask me who who he thinks is gonna. Who I'll ask him who he thinks is gonna uh, finish in the top five in the FedEx, and then we'll do some birthdays for the PGA Tour, some of the guys on the PGA Tour for January. And I thought that would, that would be a good way, a good uh, good. Uh, that would be good for this this uh, podcast. Okay, all right, very good. So so we're gonna do our our first our first 
are, the first big tournament is the players now, right? The players is yep, their own move to March. the players. All right, who do you got? Who do you got at... at uh... Well, I like this course, because last year, you think about it, Justin Thomas came back, and he beat the knucklehead Bryson DeChambeau, and he, Bryson was in with... Who else was Bryson playing with? Somebody else that was really good, and Bryson ended up winning. I mean, Bryson ended up playing very bad, and JT won. So I'm going to go with Colin Marcolo, because I think this course fits a guy that was a good iron player, and who can take some hits or risk some... Take her a little risk, drive it well, and I think Colin Marcolo is going to be the first person to First, uh, we like to say the fifth major. I think he's going to win the players. So I, I picked John Rom. I, I, I kind of, I kind of just to, to foreshadow. I see John Rom as having a big, big year, and and doing a players major double. Uh, I think John Rom is made for this course. He's he's a great iron player, uh, great driver, great driver of the ball, and you know as long as his putting is mediocre. Uh, I think he's he's the best player in the world right now, and uh, I think he's ready to win more big tournaments after winning the U.S. Open last year. So I'll pick John Rahm and the players. That really is a good pick. So, so tell me, who do you have for the Masters then? So two years ago, two years ago, this guy briefly held the lead on the back nine before Tiger came back and won it. Uh, Patrick Cantlay... I, is going to win a major this year. I'm, I'm convinced of it. He has okay. the temperament. He has the game. And I think he is perfect for Augusta National. Uh, considering how well he played a couple of years ago, he's a great putter, um, a fantastic ball striker. Um, you, have to be, you have to be a premier putter at Augusta National. And Patrick Cantley is a, is a fantastic putter, but also a, a wonderful ball striker. And... You know, he may not be the straightest driver in the world, but you don't need that at Augusta National. Yep, absolutely. Yep, I think you're right. I think that's a fantastic pick. I'm going to go for a guy who, uh, you chose this guy for the players. I'm going to choose this uh, this player for the Masters. And I think John Rahm. I think it fits his game. He's a good driver of the ball. He's a good... He's a pretty good. He's a good iron player, and he's a good darn dang good putter. So I like his game there because I know they're stretching this course out, and man, does he drive it far? So I think John Rahm's going to be my pick. I, I, you know, I had JT, but I'm going to go with John Rahm because I just think it's a good pick at this point, and he's such a good player, and he he's going to win all the majors, guaranteed. He'll win all. He'll win all four majors before his career is over. So I, I think I, this is a year to win the Masters. Okay. Uh, can't 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 disagree with John Rom. John Rom's a, John Rom's a good pick. So next we have the PGA. Yeah, the PGA's in your old place, Tulsa. You saw t- we were just talking about this on Friday, right? On that's, Saturday. That's right. That's right. When 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 uh, two thousand seven, uh, my I I didn't live in Tulsa, but my parents lived in Tulsa, and I took my boys, who at the time were ten and eight, to to Southern Hills to watch. Uh, the U- the uh, U.S. the PGA sorry to watch the PGA, and it was so hot out there. It's part of the reason Southern Hills hasn't gotten a tournament back because it was it was you know 102 in the shade, and you know basically I was just spending the whole time buying my kids ice cream and frozen lemonades. Yeah, well, well. But but uh, Tiger Woods easily managed the field. It was a pretty easy. Uh, major win for Tiger. I think it was his, it was not his last major win, it was his second to last major win before, you know, his long hiatus, before, and finally winning the Masters. Yes, yep. 
Uh, he went up. Ernie Els was second in that tournament. I remember he played the last day with Stephen Ames, and Stephen Ames, you know, kind of kind of wet the bed that day. And, yeah. And Tiger did not play great. He played great on on Friday and Saturday, uh, and Ernie Els played great on Sunday and got into you know contending position. But Tiger put him away. What was Phil in all these tournaments? I don't know what Phil. I remember Phil was playing in a group with John Daly. I, I remember that. And there were huge galleries. We weren't we weren't following anybody. We were on certain holes, but I just remember the the John Daly Phil Mickelson group had you know this you know that and Tiger's group the first uh, two days had the biggest galleries. Yeah, we got to do a show one of these times, and all the majors that Tiger won, how did Phil finish? To see what you know, how he you know how he could have did he was he ever close ever close to winning any of those tournaments when he was going head to head to Tiger? I know there were a couple, but it would probably be a good thing for for us to go over one time. Yeah, I don't remember how Phil did that week, but I don't think he was close. He was close. Okay, you would think because that's a good course to be close on. I mean, for the guy who hits it all over the place, it's not that penal, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, I picked for for Southern Hills. I picked a guy who seems to do really really well in the Midwest. So this guy's won majors in Wisconsin. He's won majors in St. Louis. Uh, Brooks Kepka seems to like the Midwest. Uh, Brooks, okay. So I'm going to pick Brooksy. He, he saves his best for the majors, especially the PGA. He's won it twice. Uh, and for some reason, he, he, just, he likes the Midwest. And Tulsa is close enough. Good pick. Good pick. Wow. I, you know, this is a re- I, this guy, it's confusing to me, you know. He plays well sometimes, he hits it far, but sometimes he's a head case and it doesn't all work out. But I'm going to take, it, since to, uh, Southern Hills is a good course, a guy bomber like John Daly won, I'm going to take uh, Bryson DeChambeau for this one. Oh. I, think he, I think he's primed to win one of these, you know. He's got to find it one of these days. I think he's primed to win this tournament. I thought I thought you were going to say Rory there, but but no. but uh, Bryson DeChambeau, okay. Bryson DeChambeau, I think he's I think he's going to win a uh, major this year. He's going to try to hit the ball from Tulsa to Oklahoma City. Yeah, pro- pretty much, right? It's a beautiful uh, course. Southern Hills is a beautiful course. Well, I did. It just but you know what? I I don't I something tells me that it, at some point in time, neither you nor I could have played Southern Hills. Something uh, just tells me. Yes, I think so. With a name like that in Tulsa. Well, Tulsa was already a bad town, right? You know, but yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think so. I think you're right. They named it Southern Southern Hills for a reason, right? Yeah, if if they wanted wanted us to play on it, maybe they would have named it Northern Hills. Northern Hills, yes. (laughs) I love it. Okay, Rich, the Open Championship is at um, the U.S. Open. I'm sorry, the U.S. Open is at the Country Club of Brookline. Who do you have? So I picked John Rahm. I, I... I, I think John Rahm's going to do the old Martin Keimer special, winning the players and winning the U.S. Open, oh, uh, like Martin Keimer did like seven or eight years ago. I, I just, you know, I will say I don't know enough about the course. You know, some of these U.S. Open courses really do favor guys who just hit the ball straight, and the Lee Jansons and Steve Jones, you know, can win just because they stay out of the rough. Yeah. Um, but unless it's set up in that kind of crazy... You know, let's let's uh, let's uh, reward Kevin Kisner kind of way. I, I just think John Rahm. He won last year. He's the best golfer in the world. You know, nobody scrambles better than John Rahm. Uh, I just I have every faith in John Rahm. I, I like that. That's a great pick. So 
I love this course. I think it's great. You know, there have been some good winners there. But I'm going to go to Hideki. I think he's playing well. I think he has the game. He drives it far. He's a good iron player. And his putter is really turning around. If he could shape up some of those uh, his his short game pitching, I think he will have a legitimate chance to win this turn. But I like the way he's putting, and if he can continue to hit those drive far and hit those irons well, I think Hideki has a really good chance to win this tournament. Good, so good. I, he's my pick. Good, the, good pick. Maybe a little recency bias, but but a good pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Maybe. I mean, I thought about it a lot. I mean, I think his game is good. And, it, and it's been good since the Masters. So, yeah, I think he has a legitimate – and he's been consistent. And that's why I like him uh, on a tough course. I like a guy who's been, who's been consistent and not a, and swinging so freely these days. That's why I think he's a good pick for the Open, All right, well, the U.S. Open, that well, is. Well, finally, we have the Open Championship being played at the old course at St. Andrews. The old course at St. Andrews. So who do you got? Oh, man, this is a hard one. I wanted to pick Tiger. But I didn't. I went with uh, Rory. I think Rory's going to win this tournament just because it's an open yard. He can hit it all over the place, and you know he drives a he drives a, he's a great driver of the ball. So I've Rory winning one. He's got to sneak it in. So this is the one. I want him to win the Masters, but I don't think it's his year to win the Masters. But I think he can win on the old course. So I I re- I kind of regret my pick now, not because I don't think maybe I would have switched him with somebody else, but. Uh, I, I think Victor Hovland is going to win a major this year, and I picked wow. I, I picked the 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 Open Championship, and it may not be the best one for Victor Hovland, even though he is European, because you know the one thing he doesn't do particularly well is chip the ball, and you have to be able to chip the ball. Yeah. But he hits the ball so well. I mean, there's no better. You know, maybe maybe he's the second best iron player in the world behind Colin Morikawa. I think he drives the ball a little better than Colin Morikawa. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and and he's a good putter. The, his only deficiency is is chipping, and he's getting better at that. So yeah. I have I, I really felt like Victor Hovland needed to win. He needed to be one of my guys for one of the majors this year, and so I put him at the Open Championship. I think that is a fantastic pick because how do we leave him out of all these like the players? He could easily win the players because he drives it well. He's a Masters, he drives it well, good iron player, you know, he's a putter, chipping's a thing, he could win any of these tournaments that we just mentioned. I mean, that's a good pick, Rich, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, I, I took notes of all the players we chose, and I'll be excited to look over this after the first, uh, you know, the few tournaments, we can go back and figure it out, but those are good, those are good picks, man, I like them. All right, so so now you you you're you're we're gonna pick our top our top five or top ten. We're, we're the, gonna, let's pick our top five. Top five for the FedEx Cup. Top five for the FedEx Cup. Yeah. Now is this is this isn't after the playoffs? This is leading up to the playoffs. Leading up to the playoffs. Yes. Okay, because it's different. Because because you know there are guys, you know, and and uh, he's he's was uh, I I I went out to ten. He number ten on my list is Sunjay M. I don't think Sanjay M is one of the 10 best players in the FedEx Cup, but he, he's going to score around number 9 or 10 because he plays all the time. You yeah. know, whereas a guy like, like DJ, who's you know, one of the top five players in the world, doesn't play enough tournaments to make it into the top you know, five at the end of the year. Yeah, unless okay. he wins a bunch. But in the but in the play, but in the playoffs, you know, winning a couple tournaments, you know, you can turn it around and win. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So top five so at the end of the at the end of the regular season. End of the regular season, yeah. All right. Number five, I have Sam Burns. Oh, good tip. Sam Burns. He's already won a tournament. 
He's playing inc- incredibly consistently. He plays a lot. And, uh, you know, I see, I see at least another win this year for Sam Burns. And I, and I see Sam Burns not winning a major, obviously, but competing in the majors. Okay. And, and making the President's Cup team. Okay, let me make a note. Sam Burns. Sam Burns. Okay, cool. That's a good one. All right, who you got at number five? Uh, number five, I have uh, Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, okay. Coming back for another year. Which I just, the only reason I have Patrick Cantlay, I had him at seven, and the only reason I had him at seven is I, he's kind of a mellow guy, and I think he's going to take some tournaments off. Yeah, I agree. He'll take some tournaments off. I think he has other interests in life. Yeah, I think so. Like chasing a hot girlfriend who's around. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good interest to have in life. Yeah, it sure is. Huh? So who'd you have at number four, Rich? So I had Cameron Smith at number four. Cameron Again, maybe Smith. maybe a little recency bias after winning last week. Yeah. But he plays well every week except for this past week. Plays a lot of tournaments. And I think Cameron Smith might have, like, the Louis Oosthuizen year next year uh, where he's, like, top five at all the majors. I don't know yeah, that he's going to win one, but I think he's going to play well at the majors. But yeah, I like that. I had Hideki I had at number uh, four. That was my pick for number four. He's high now, but I don't know if he'll be able to sustain it unless he wins a major or win a couple more tournaments. So I, I have him at finishing at four. Again, my, my only pro- I had him at six. My only problem with Hideki is he doesn't play as many tournaments as some of these other guys. Probably because yeah. probably his commitments in Japan just overwhelm him. That means he needs to win a couple tournaments and wins a couple tournaments. It'll yep. be okay, right? Yep. All right, who'd you have at number three? Number three, I have Bryson, Bryson DeChambeau. He plays a fair amount of tournaments. He's going to play well at all the majors, and he's going to win a couple tournaments in between. So I have him at three. I have John Rahm at number three. I, I, John Rahm, again, takes tournaments off, but, but you know, obviously I have him winning the players in the U.S. Open. Probably I should have had him at number one, but I'm going to assume he takes a lot of time off and catches COVID another three or four times. Yeah, probably, huh? But uh, I think John Rahm will, you know, is well, obviously if I thought he was going to win the, the players and, and the U.S. Open, he's got to be in the top three. Yeah, he's got to be in the top three. I, well, coming up number three, I have Bryson DeChambeau winning. I already said that. Bryson's my top three. But what about you for number two, Rich? I have, I have Justin Thomas. Uh, uh, Justin Thomas plays a lot of tournaments. He always play, you know, He's the kind of guy that even if he has a bad, like, you know, even if he has a bad first and second round and barely makes the cut, he always gets, like, these backdoor top tens. Yeah. Uh, you know, he'll be like, you know, you'll think, oh, well, Justin Thomas isn't going to be in it this week, and then he shoots a 61 on Saturday, and the next thing you know, you know, he's playing in the in the third group on Sun, on the third group, yeah. you know, uh, to go, uh, third to last group to go out on Sunday. He's always sniffing around the, 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 the around the top. I have, and guess what? I had him. I have him down for my number two as well. So oh. we both have Justin Thomas. That's a, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's good. So tell me about your number one pick. Who'd you have? Well, I, I think John Rahm is the is the number one player, the best player in the world right now. I think the number two player in the world right now is Colin Morikawa, and Colin Morikawa loves to play golf, so I think he's just going to play more tournaments. And so I have Colin Morikawa as my number one at the end of the FedEx wow. Cup season. I, I even though I don't have him winning a major, you know, uh, I I I think he will be, you know, he'll have a Louis Oosthuizen and Ricky Fowler year and as well. Yep. Wow, that's interesting. I had Colin Marcos number one as well. So we had number one and two players. So 
DraftKings. All right. Well, here's a question for you. Here's a harder question for you. All right. Who's the 125? Who is the Ben Crane special? Oh, man. That's a tough one. If you had to pick somebody who would be like, you know, who's going who's gonna to have to sink a putt at the Wyndham to keep his card as the 125? Sergio Garcia. Sergio. <laughs> I think he's the one, yeah. What about you? Who's your guy? I'm going to say, I, I'm going to say Patton Kazire. Patton Kazire. Patton Kazire is going to have to go I, low at the Wyndham to avoid having to go back to play in that, in that, in that silly uh, tournament thingamajigger. And I just okay, love, Patton. I just love saying Patton Kazire too. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's good. I think Sergio was close to death last year, wasn't he? Maybe he he was. He didn't make it. He didn't make it last year, did he? And he's out riding bikes, so I think he's gonna be right on the edge again this year. So. Well, I got. I have. I have four more questions for you, and then we're done right. for the week. So, so, uh, in in that vein, so Ricky Fowler, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick four people and ask for our predictions on where they will finish in the FedEx Cup standings. So Ricky Fowler didn't make it last year. Now he has a ten-year exemption from winning the players, so he's got a few more years not to give it, not to give it in. So where do you have Ricky Fowler? He he played well in the wraparound. We're going to see him next week, and and I'm sure at the Farmers. Where do you have Ricky Fowler finishing this year? Yeah, and I haven't finished the right. I'm making the tour championship. Yes, make, not making the tour championship. Making the first the tur- couple tournaments. He'll make the second cut of the of the FedEx, so he'll make the top seventy or whatever, and he'll be done after that. Give me a number, one to one twenty five, or one to you know whatever. Uh, I think I think he finishes at eighty. All right, I have him at forty seven. All right, wow, so, that's kind of good. I'm uh, saying eighty. You said forty. That's that's pretty generous based on what he's been playing. Like. Uh, it is. It is. I have some. Fa- I have faith in Ricky Fowler. All yeah, right, well. the next guy. The next guy also didn't make the top one twenty five last year and frankly I don't know if you know what he's going to do whether he's going to spend more time in Europe or, or what but one of the was one of the best golfers in the world Tommy Fleetwood oh boy so what's his what's his stats is he only getting invites uh, he may be only invitationals huh yeah Ooh. is he playing this week in uh, Pumps and I didn't or no? I didn't see his name didn't see his name wow Where's he gonna finish? I mean, hell, he's not gonna get a lot of starts, so he's gonna finish. I bet if he gets a number, he might not finish. He might finish one twenty, one thirty this year because I don't think he's gonna get enough starts to do anything. I have him at one hundred two. Okay, I mean, I I don't. Okay, let me look. Let me think about it. I'll have him at one twenty because I don't think he's gonna get enough starts to do anything this year. And if he does, there's gonna be so much pressure on him that he's gonna have to play hard. All right, I got. I got two more for you. Okay. Two more for you. Captain America and his little buddy and his little buddy Jordan. Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth had a bounce back year, got to play in the Ryder Cup, played well, and Patrick Reed got pneumonia, which kept him out of the Ryder Cup, and then had some sour grapes. And he made the tour championship last. They both made the tour championship last year. Last year, right? 
did Patrick make it or did he have to fade away because he didn't oh, have enough points? No, he came back remember, because of COVID. He, he tried to he tried he, to make the Ryder Cup. Remember, he came back and had to try to win a tournament. And right, the Tour Championship. Right, but he did. It wasn't COVID. He had he had non-COVID pneumonia. Oh, that's right. And, and he came back for the Tour Championship. I think it was. Yeah. So Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed. Whoa, man, that's a tough one. Okay, let's look at this. I say. Jordan Spieth and 50 for Patrick Reed. So I'm, I'm more generous for Jordan Spieth. I had him at 16 because um, I think he'll win a tournament in Texas. Okay. And Patrick Reed I have for a down year. I think all of this stuff took is going to take a toll on Patrick Reed and I have him at 80. 80, okay. Yeah, probably was a little tough on uh, Jordan Spieth, but I think He's a head case, and I just think 60's probably a good number for him. You got, now, I'm going to give you a chance before we say goodbye. Do you have one of these for me? Do you have a player a player that you're like, where do you think he's going to finish for me? Yeah, let me, let's see. Yes, Justin Rose, where do you think he's going to Justin Rose was one, he was also out of the top 125 last year and didn't get to play in the Ryder Cup. And we did, we did last year, you know, slump or done, I don't see Justin Rose doing quite as poorly, but he, Justin Rose isn't going to be a star either. I'm going to say 95. 95. Okay, 95. I have another one for you. Stinson, where is he going to finish? Uh, he's going to finish number 37 on the European Tour. No, oh, that's right. Does he, just, does he have privilege on the PGA Tour? Oh, he probably is, but I don't think, I don't think we're going to see Henrik very much. I think he's going to play more in Europe. I think he's 37 on the European tour. He's somewhere between Jeff Winther and uh, and who? Aaron Rye. Aaron Rye. Aaron Rye. The guy with two gloves, Tom, our version of the, the European's version of two gloves, Tommy. Tommy Gaines. Aaron Rye. What about Rory? What do you think Rory's going to finish? Hi. I think Rory is going to have a good year. Uh, and I think Rory will be 12. 12. If you had a pick, a wild card pick to win, finally win the Grand Slam between Jordan Speed and Rory, who would you choose and why? Uh, Rory. Yeah. Rory. I, I mean, Rory is, Rory is, Rory played really well. I mean, he, he's already won a tournament in the wraparound, uh, Rory's, I, I, I think Rory has got Bryson DeChambeau out of his head. He stopped yeah. trying to be Bryson DeChambeau and, and, and go to back to being Rory McIlroy. How do you think these guys go about it? If you, if you think about Jordan Spieth or Rory McIlroy, when they're practicing at home, do you think they're practicing because they want to win their fourth major? You know, is it a race to the, is it a race to who see who's going to win? What do you think is going through their mind when they're practicing getting ready for all these tournaments? Is it the major? Is it that PGA championship for, for Jordan Speed? And is it the, the Masters for Rory when they're at home practicing? What do you think? I, absolutely. Look, those guys were superstars before they were 25 for a reason. They're, they're driven. They've both gone through slumps for reasons. <coughs> and I think in both cases, they were trying to fix things that weren't broken. Yeah. Um, so I, I I do think that they that these are two guys who are ultimately driven to just to 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 be historic golfers. I think that is probably the right now the most important thing to Rory, other than the Ryder Cup, 
is winning the Masters, and the most important thing to Jordan Spieth is winning the PGA. Yeah, well, which is good, right? I mean, you gotta have focus. See, your focus is probably good at this point. Yep. Yep, I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we will be back next week. Uh, oh, birthdays! You had birthdays. No birthdays. Yeah, I want to do birthdays for a couple of the PGA Tour players. Let's see on the list. I want to say happy birthday to uh, Keith Mitchell. His birthday was on January seventh. We talked about Keith Mitchell. Rory said he's such a good player. Uh, Chase, Chase Kepka was uh, January first. Happy birthday. Uh, Luke List was on the fourteenth. Uh, who else was there? Thomas Dietrich was on the 13th. Happy birthday to Corey Connors, a Canadian. He was on uh, the 6th of January. Jonathan Bird had a birthday on the 27th. Sergio Garcia, happy birthday, Serge, on the uh, 9th of January. Tommy Fleetwood, happy birthday, Tommy. I don't know where you're going to be playing, but happy birthday. He was on the 19th. Um, and then Guido Migliosi, his birthday was on the twenty is on the twenty fifth. Guido, birthday. Guido, and then Jamie Lovemarks on the twenty third. So happy birthday! And Kurt Katayama, uh, his birthday is on the fourteenth. So happy birthday to all our uh, January birthdays on the PGA Tour and the European Tour. Uh, you know who was born on January twenty first? No. Now here's here's some irony. So your your birthday is January twenty second. Jack Nicholas was born on January twenty first. Wow! My ber- my birthday is September tenth. You know who I share a birthday with? Arnold Palmer. Oh, AET! Wow! <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So that's uh, that's so good. Really close. We're close to greatness, Rich. Yeah, close to greatness. Close to greatness. I love it. Well, that was awesome. That was a good show. We look forward to hearing, seeing, talking to everyone next week. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, recap. We will recap the uh, the uh, La Quinta American Express, from American the Ex- and uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll have our new audio. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have, have our new audio. Hopefully, it's back ordered right now, but hopefully, we'll be coming in soon. And we'll have something something special for you, something Ryder Cup special for you next week as well. All yeah. right, everybody, have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you soon. All right, have a great week, Rich. You too.